Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So I think we're going to be of different minds of this one. Um, okay. We both love Boy Meets World. We're doing this yep. because we're at the 30-year anniversary of Boy Meets World debuting. That's absolutely wild. Um, I mean, the Pod Meets World podcast, which I've actually never listened to, is like one of the biggest shows in the world right now as Hands well. Hands down. Um, I do want to check it out. I think I got okay. really I got really burned out by the Scrubs podcast over time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, God, another like stars of the movie of, of the show talking about the show but um i was and actually do you feel inclined i i i think you did this with scrubs but do you feel inclined to watch the episodes with them like watch them right before they talk about it i did up until a certain point and then scrubs got so bad at releasing stuff in a timely fashion that i was just like fuck it yeah. i'm just gonna finish this my, my rewatch and have it mostly fresh in my head that makes um, sense now, what I am interested in in the Pod Meets World stuff is, like, my buddy was telling me, he's like, they put out two episodes a week. The one episode is, like, a recap of whatever episode he goes, but then the second episode is a lot more like a behind-the-scenes interview style with mm-hmm. the cast members. I'm like, oh, well, maybe I'll subscribe because I want to hear those stories. That would be fun. Yeah, like, that, that seems way more interesting. My thing is I have a real love-hate with season one of Boy Meets World. Okay. I think that if the show kept the energy that was built in season one, it would not be the beloved TV show that we know today. I think that a lot of what, at least for me, that I connect to with Boy Meets World is when, like, Corey becomes a huge nerd. It's not a show about, like, how cool Corey is. Or, like, when Topanga's not, like, a weird hippie. And, like, when Eric's way dumber. You know what I mean? Like, I think that those... I think that those are like what gave me the most memorable moments yeah. of Boy Meets World. Yeah. Uh, also, the first Boy Meets World theme song fucking sucks, and it is so long. What is that? 
It's like 90 seconds long. It is the longest theme song I've ever fucking seen. Um, but there's that isn't to say that I don't find I don't find some of the jokes funny. I I do. I think that there's good. I think this is a good episode of season one mm-hmm. of Boy Meets World. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's like this ain't my Boy Meets World though. Like mm-hmm. my favorite era of Boy Meets World is controversially the college years, like Ooh, season six okay. and seven. It gets so weird like that's yeah, like where does. you get like plays with squirrels there's an episode where Corey travels back in time to the 50s yep. like yep. it just has a lot of fun that like you know we did like the family matters i think it's the same vibe in a lot yeah. of sense like family matters was like here's a very sincere like dramedy about like a black family just mm-hmm. trying to make ends meet and, like, at the end of the day, family matters more than anything, hence the name. And then, like, Boy Meets World's, like, same vibe. It's like, let's just do a show about a cool-ass kid in Philadelphia. And it's yeah. like, you know what? It's way better if he is he is a dork who is just lucky that he has a smoking, a smoke show girlfriend and, like, the cool best friend. Like, yeah. if not for those two things, this would be, like, a very boring show to watch of just like a dorky kid yeah. just being dorky all the time all that is to say though there are some great moments now yeah you've had us watch a boy meets world episode before I yes think you and i have talked about this and i was thinking about this when i was mm-hmm. watching this mm-hmm. if i could go back in time to the first like 10 episodes of our podcast yeah one thing that i would have vetoed was doing all of the uh, community Christmas community, episodes 100%. in a single episode. I was 100%. like, man, we really, we really hurt yeah. ourselves on that because, man, yeah, those were did. three home runs that we did in a single episode yeah. that would have been really more fun. But we were learning. We were learning. I, I, we were learning along yeah. the way. Also, I was like, God damn, why did we agree to watch like ninety minutes of television <laughs> to try to talk <laughs> yeah. about in a forty-minute episode or whatever? But um, this that I'm is, glad- those are some that I think we'll have to revisit those. I, really I think do. we I think we need to give at least one or two of that. Like the Abed's yeah. the Abed's Magic of Abed's Christmas is a really a cool yeah. I'm glad that we're doing the Boy Meets World ones the correct way. Uh, yes. by like of doing them in individual pieces. And I like that we're jumping around because this is a very different Christmas episode than, than the, the later one. one that you watched, yeah. which I think that was season three or four. Yes. Yes. Um, they had been dating for a while. Uh Topanga's parents go to Pittsburgh for Christmas, I believe. Or they don't go to Pittsburgh. They they go on vacation. I don't know where the fuck yeah, they go. I'm trying to think. I'm looking um, right now. How many I think there's three? We also have to we've only done one Simpsons one, which we need to fix that because there's some really truly great Simpsons ones. Uh but okay, so there's season one, season three, train of mm. fools. Mm, season I, that's r- so that's more of a New Year's episode. I Probably. Think. Season five, A Very Topanga Christmas. That's, that's the, one the one we, we watched. Watch. Season four also has Easy Street, uh, which is when Corey finds a job at a restaurant owned by the yep. mafia. Yep. That's the other one that I consider a Christmas episode. And then there's season six, Santa's Little Helpers. This one is called Santa's Little Helper. Um, in this one, there are two storylines. The main plot goes around That's Corey ruining right. Sean's relationship with Angela, and the secondary plot talks about Eric That's befriending an orphan child yep. named Tommy. Eric wants to adopt Tommy. Yeah, damn, we got to do wild. that one. That is a Ooh, good that ass makes episode. Me so sad. That episode <laughs> makes me so fucking sad. All right, but we're not talking about. That. We're not talking about those. We're talking, we're talking about, about where the it all began. First season but, of Boy but, Meets World. So, but I wanted to call back 
when yes. we did episode four because mm-hmm. episode four ends with Mr. Feeney reading them the Christmas Carol, and yeah. this episode starts with Mr. Feeney reading them the Christmas Carol. It does, That's and so I beautiful. and I love that symmetry. Uh, even though there's no one named Carol anywhere in there's not <laughs> in the story. Carol. I like the first season of Boy Meets World. Okay, a lot. I so. The first season of Boy Meets World feels like a nostalgia dump yeah. to me. Like I feel like this is how I grew up. Like this is the like I remember these things in my household. Um, I remember wearing the same things yeah. that these kids I get, are wearing. I guess for like me, that. I guess for me, season one is weird in so many ways because it feels like it's a season that barely gets acknowledged by even yeah. the show. Like, like the show doesn't acknowledge, like the as far as the show is concerned, Corey and Topanga have been dating since they were kids, and it's like yeah, it is best for us. Yeah, it's like it's best for us to not remember that she was like a weird hippie child. Yeah, through the first season, yeah. and like you know, um, Morgan just changes. Yeah, uh, which, which is funny. I forgot about this, but they're. Both actresses who play Morgan show up in different episodes of uh-huh. Girl Meets World as Morgan One, Morgan Two. That's so which funny. is so funny. And I got look. I know she's a child actor, and I think she got better at acting as she got older. Yeah. But holy shit, the actress playing Morgan. I think her version of I'm acting is just to scream every line of dialogue at the top of her lungs. It was so infuriating. Like, I get it when she's, like, afraid of Santa stuff, but it would be, like, any single question, conversation. She's just yelling it like this. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, I... I don't think I have a favorite season of Boy Meets World. I think I just love Boy Meets World, even with the first season. It's definitely an outlier, uh, but I do really enjoy this episode a lot. Um, I've said it once. I'll say it again. Mr. Feeney is one of the reasons I became a teacher. Did I ever tell you the the meeting William Daniels story? I don't think you have, but okay. that doesn't shock me. You are a very Mr. Feeney man. But oh, again, I think of you as Mr. Feeney. In the later seasons. I yes, think that season one, agree. he's a bit of a grump. He's, yes, he is a <laughs> bit of a grump. Um, but the, when I met Will, William Daniels, this is so funny. I got a bag from Caroline County Public Schools signed. It was like a tote bag. And I was like, this will be cool. I can get this framed up. Um, so I met Will Daniels, uh, William Daniels and his wife, who plays the the uh, dean of the college in the later season. Yeah. Um. So I had them both sign it because I was like, you were both in education in the show. Please sign this. So she signs it. She's, oh, my God, thank you for for getting my signature as well. Like, that's awesome. Um, And then he signs it and he signs Will Daniels, a.k.a. Kit. (laughs) His wife looks at him and goes, dear, I think he wanted you to sign it as Mr. Feeney, he said that he told you that he's a school teacher. So under Kit, he goes, Mr. Feeney. <laughs> <laughs> and I got my picture with them and, and, and it was awesome. Uh, but it was just a cool moment because you kind of forget that William Daniels is like 96. Like, yeah. so <laughs> he's up there. He so, was old in the first season. of. He's Boy old Beach in the World. first season. So, <laughs> 
Second season. Here's the thing. I've watched a shit ton of Boy Meets World. I feel like Boy Meets World really starts to hit its stride around season three or four. But season two, there is an episode that my brother and I talk about that is like, it's the first time that we feel like we see what became Boy Meets World humor okay. to us. And it's an episode called Band on the Run. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if you remember this episode, but it's when you Corey... describe it. I've Corey seen every Sean, episode yeah, multiple Corey times. Corey and Sean but... pick up two guitar cases and everybody thinks that they're in a band. Yep. And, and then they yep. get hired to play like the school dance or whatever. I remember this. But George Feeney, uh, Mr. Feeney, is like, well, if that doesn't work out, we have this live concert of this Jamaican band that I saw on my cruise <laughs> last summer. Yeah. And at the at the end of the episode, they're playing the tape, and it's like, oh, Sean and Sean and Corey go up on stage, and they have no clue what to do, so they just start strumming the guitar and doing the the name song, the like, banana fana fo fana, yeah. So then they're like, just play the tape, and they play the tape, and it's like reggae music, and it's a, this Jamaican accent essentially just being like. We're going to play the name game. <laughs> He's like, hey, you in the back with the mustache. What's uh, your name? And he just goes, George Feeney. Like, real loud. <laughs> like, my brother and I think oh, about yeah. that. Like, that is, to me, the first, like, what I think of as classic Boy Meets World humor. It. It's very, whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who? What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. nothing. <laughs> Sing it again, Topanga. <laughs> now there is, I will say, great visual joke in this episode early on. And I was yeah. impressed by this because there's, it's all show, no tell in the joke. Yes. Which is not normal for a kids or family show. No. Is... Alan trying to get the lights to work yep. on the on the fireplace, and you see all of the lights in the house brightly lit, and it's like he pl- plugs them in, and then all of the lights flash a couple times, and then everything goes out. Yep. <laughs> and like he doesn't even do like a ah, like he does nothing to. If you aren't yeah. paying attention to the background no. of the joke, there is no joke that you have seen. No, like <laughs> like it's such a good visual gag. And then yeah. we get the Morgan is afraid of Santa Claus. I think that I don't give a fuck about the A storyline in this episode. Oh, with the Corey and I, Sean, it's all about yeah. the it's all about the Santa Claus thing. Yeah, I know that you're not a big fan of Morgan, but this B storyline is one of my favorite things in no, all of Boy Meets this, World. This is a great. This storyline is great. I just think that she gets on my nerves. Not when she's afraid of Santa. When she goes screaming upstairs, the story. I love that he grabs yeah. his chest and yells Rudolph before it's passing so out. Fucking funny. Yeah, yeah. We talked to him and he went, "Ho, ho, oh!" oh! <laughs> yeah, that's a great joke from Eric. Like, they get a lot of mileage out of this. I love the angry mobster elf who's just like every Italian mob stereotype. Yeah. He's like, but a big, but a boom. What would you decide? Like, he's just such a douche. Um, yeah. All I know is one minute he's alive. She sits on his lap. Bada bing, bada boom. Down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Now, uh, I I also think that not only is this elf a piece of shit, Minkus is kind of a real piece of shit this episode, and I don't really associate Minkus in my memories as being a douchebag, but he's like 
really dropping the hammer on Sean Hunter here yeah. where it's like, clearly this dude doesn't got the five fucking bucks. Why are you yeah. being so obtuse to this information? Because, yeah, and it, it's not like, it's like you said, it's not like he's being secret about it. Like, he's, I don't have the fucking yeah. money, dude. Like, what do you, what do you yeah. want from me? Well, I'm not going to be able to put his name on the card. Well, then fucking don't, dog. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Like, I just, like, do you but think Minkus you threatening a... me with that is going to make me have the $5? <laughs> when, but Minkus does, there's two moments that got me a little choked up. Mm -hmm. uh, and one of them comes from Minkus, actually. Uh, yeah. So we'll we'll very quickly cover the A storyline. Sean's yeah, father gets it. laid off. He doesn't have money. Corey finds out. He tries to give Sean a gift. Sean sees right through it as charity. They stop talking. Um, meanwhile, Minkus is collecting five dollars from every student for the present for uh, like the class present. Which side note, you ain't need five bucks from the entire sixth grade to buy a goddamn dictionary, Minkus. No. Like Minkus also, is pocketing some money. Side note to the side note. No teacher wants a dictionary for Christmas. None. Not I just want to put that out there. His reaction to getting the dictionary is very accurate to what my reaction would have been yeah. if I oh, received a dictionary. A dictionary. A dictionary. Thank you. I yeah. will treasure this. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? What the hell? <laughs> Give me a coffee mug or something. <laughs> he picks up. I do love that he picks up the bag and he goes, oh, it feels like it might be a book of some sort. Yeah. And Mikus goes, oh, you cunning bibliophile. <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah, get your teachers a book, but not a dictionary. Not a not dictionary. Not a thesaurus either. It is mind blowing. And heartbreaking. How many original scripts are written every year but are never made? So we seek out these scripts and bring them to life with full audio production and professional actors. Check us out at Undiscovered Scripts. Movies made of paper. Wherever you get your podcasts. Free. Sean is like, I don't have the money. I'm not going to have the money in time. And Bankus is like, well, then I can't put your name on the card. They could subpoena my diaries. Uh, I'm an elected official. <laughs> uh, and then Corey goes up and is like, look, he doesn't have the money because I borrowed five bucks from him and never paid him back. I'm going to give you the five bucks, make sure that name gets on the card. The part that made me choke up a little bit is after Sean talks to Minkus about, I can't believe you put my name on the card. And he's like, well, Corey told me that like he was the reason why you couldn't pay and he paid and blah, blah, blah. And Sean says, Merry Christmas to Minkus. Yeah. And the fact that they had Minkus stop and and he goes, really? Like, like it's so sad. Yeah. It's so like it could have easily just been Sean says Merry Christmas and like Minkus just turns around and is like Merry Christmas to you too or whatever. But the fact that he is like so floored that Sean would even stoop as low as to wish him a Merry Christmas yeah. fucking shattered my heart on so this watch. I feel like and this is this is very close to how kids actually behave and act. I feel like Sean and Corey don't hate Minkus. No. Like he, he's just an easy target. Like he's Look, just I've, we're just I've talked about this before with Daria. I yeah. the thing that I loved about Daria is that in in a lesser show, Daria would be consistently bullied. Yeah. And like in when you really sit down and watch the show Daria, she's definitely an outcast. She has her like two or three friends, but like even the jocks and the other like honor roll students like admire her because she's yeah. an individual and they like respect that about her. Mm -hmm. And like, and that is so much more true to what high school is for most people. Yeah. I am not going to say that it's for all people. We obviously no, no, have no. had plenty of horrible circumstances yep. 
that Very prove nice. that that is not always the case. But across the board, most kids don't bully the nerds or the weird kids. They just mm-hmm. don't. Like when I was I rewatched um I me and me and uh, my girlfriend were rewatching a bunch of 90s teen flicks yeah. and like watching something like Never Been Kissed where it's like the popular kids are so vindictively mean yeah. to the to the yeah. smart kids it's like that set me up for absolute failure when I started to go into high school cuz that's what I was really prepared for and it's like that is not like no. no one gives a shit, but especially by like junior year, yeah, no everyone's just focused on graduating and getting yeah, the fuck out of high shit. school. Yeah, yeah. So but, like, but what I was saying, and it kind of goes to the flip side that you were talking about. Um, I think Minkus does feel like Sean and Corey hate him. Oh, I'm sure he does. I think that's the thing. Is like, it, it's such a, a good insight into a kid's mind where to them, like to Corey and Sean, they're just messing around and, and yeah, dude, Merry Christmas, Minkus. Like the fuck, why would I not say Merry Christmas to you? Yeah. Um, and Minkus is like, really? Like you kind of <laughs> treat me like a piece of shit every, <laughs> every uh, second you get, but it, it is, it's a great, it's a great moment. Um, I do wish we got more Minkus throughout the series we get um, but i feel like he doesn't he, we do get his his comeback where his he, comeback I love in the, season mr four. turner like yeah. the, the uh he also is a main character and, yeah. in girl meets world he's like yeah. he's like a series regular on girl yeah, meets world that's right because they, his son um, is farkas farkas minkus yeah. And don't yeah, and that's when they all treat him really weird because he mm. might be autistic, and yeah. then cheer the fact that he doesn't have autism, yeah. which is a really weird choice. Disney really, made. really <laughs> weird episode on that one, Disney. Um, also because he <laughs> almost definitely has autism. Oh, one hundred percent. Like let's one hundred percent. Let's but be clear. Again, I just had a conversation with someone about again, Harry Potter. Like just, we yeah. were talking about. Um, Because there's a podcast that I really enjoy that's actually local to me called the Pottership Podcast. So here's a quick free advertisement for the Pottership Podcast. Um, What they do there, I think at least two of them are librarians, but they're all like hardcore Harry Potter fans. They've read the books a million times. And what they do with their show is that they... It's not necessarily a shipping podcast where it's like, let's imagine a world where Harry and Draco fuck. But they'll be like... (laughs) It'll be like Harry and Draco. That's the podcast I want to listen to. Yeah, it's like Harry and like let's say it would be like Harry and Draco after high school, and it's yeah. like what was the relationship with these characters after that? Like, like we, yeah. like we see them not friendly as they graduate, but then they acknowledge each other at the like train station in the epilogue. Like, yeah, hold what- on, is this a what are what is their relationship? <laughs> After high school, if the shit wasn't as serious as it was, or is this their relationship after high school by also they have partaken in a war against Nazis that Draco may have been a part of. So so it's it's focusing (laughs) it's focusing on the idea of like based on the jobs that we are told that they have had as adults, these two men have to interact with each other. Yeah. Like what do those interactions look like? Like it's like very it's very much like looking after that stuff. But I was telling someone about the show and she was like, 
you know, it'd be a good topic, but it would be kind of a divergent from like, it would be like kind of petering away from that, which is like, I would love to hear a podcast talk about a podcast about trying to diagnose Neville Longbottom. And she's like, she's like, because everything about him screams that he's neurodivergent. Like he's, he's forgetful. He's got so much trauma in his life. Like he doesn't have like a lot of emotional support. Like, and she's like, I, and she was speaking as herself being neurodivergent. She's like, I connect with his character so much because I see so much. She like sees I was, herself. Yeah, she yeah, sees yeah. herself in it. And it's like, I, I was like, man, I would love, I, I think that there could be a really powerful podcast. And look, if someone else feels, more, I, any, anybody else but me to host it, but I will happily produce it. But a show, like we said, there's, there's so <laughs> many shows. There's so many TV shows that we grew up with that paint it having any type of like autism, ADD, OCD in a horrible way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Doing a show that essentially diagnoses various fictional characters with Mm -hmm. like, these are traits that these characters have that make them great and special Mm -hmm. that fall into the category of being on a spectrum. Like, you know what I mean? And it's like, I was like, I would listen to the shit out of that show. It really Um, just felt like that girl meets world episode was so out of touch. Very much. Like, when, like, Girl Meets World, after season one, Girl Meets World is actually a pretty good show, but God yeah. damn, that episode stands out like a sore thumb. It's, it's really a problem. weird. Like, yeah. it's so out of touch for when it came out. Like, we're not talking about a show that came out in the 90s. Yeah, this like- is, like, less than 10 <laughs> years ago. Yeah, it's fucking wild. But back to what we're talking about, that section with Minkus, and, and I do like the way that the Sean and Corey stuff ends. Um... I just feel like the way that storyline was handled was very like this is how these things would go in the 90s. Yeah. Like and it's not. I don't think that's the way that would have gone. I'm curious as to like if someone of Sean's age and of Sean's behavior would have even been cognizant that his dad got laid off. Like yes. I don't think I fully got it when my dad did. I remember when my dad got laid off when I was when I was uh, in elementary school. Yeah, I just was like, "Oh, dad's home more often." Yeah, like that was like that's been that would be more of it. Yeah, like I think they even sat me down and explained to me what happened. But like, I was like in fifth or sixth, uh, not even. I was in second or third grade. Like I didn't know what that meant. I just meant, oh, cool, dad's here. We can play video games. You know what I mean? Like that was like all that meant to me. And I think they're in fourth. No, I I think I think they're in one of these weird fucking. I think they're technically in sixth grade in season one, and then it gets at some point it gets like flipped. That they're in seventh grade in this season to make the timeline make sense because they're at one of those schools where it's like there is no middle school or middle school is like fourth, fifth, sixth. And then it's basically like seventh grade to twelfth because they're just there the whole time. They never change schools at that point. That's true. Yeah. But they don't go to college until season five or six. Yeah, but they call it John Adams High. Yeah. Cause welcome to John Adams High. Yeah, where you are gonna die. Death yeah, but that was. But that's their the that's their senior year, so they can get away with it by then. Yeah. All yeah, right. Season five. Yeah. 
Whatever. Or maybe they're in seventh, about to go into eighth. I don't know. It's some Boy whatever. Meets World timeline versus Texas Chainsaw timeline. Yeah, Which one's more e- convoluted? They're all broken. Uh, there's only one other person we really need to talk about, and he's the man who signed your autograph as Kit. Um, yeah. Mr. Feeney shows up, and he saves the day in both plot A and plot B. Yes. Um, with plot A... A piece of advice that I completely forgot about from Mr. Feeney when he's talking to Corey outside and he says, you know, my favorite part of Christmas is getting to look back at the year and appreciate all the true gifts that you had received. And I was like, Whew. like he said that I just me repeating it. I got a little misty eyed. Yeah. Cause I'm like, that is some great advice, actually. As much as sure. we do this show and we talk about like, hey, man, I, I don't care. I'm, I'm almost 40. I still fucking love opening up some presents Dude, underneath the Christmas tree. But it is like <laughs> the memories of spending time with family and friends and partying and all of that stuff. And then Mr. Feeney saves the Santa Claus situation as well. But motherfucker couldn't even be bothered to put the beard Dude, over his goddamn that face. That is so funny. <laughs> when I, I, this is definitely a different Feeney than you get in later seasons. But when he's at the fucking door looking miserable in his Santa costume. So done. over it. Yeah. So funny. And I do love Morgan's line of, I'm not opening any more doors. Yeah. <laughs> And when Corey forgets his line, uh, it's the it's the only moment in this entire episode where Corey is involved with that plot B storyline. I do love that. Um, I forgot my line. Oh, who's at the door? <laughs> so I prefer this version of Eric. Uh, I like not dumb. Eric. I don't. I don't like dumb Eric. I think that dumb Eric gave us some great moments. Oh, iconic Dom Eric moments. gave us some phenomenal moments. Yeah, like but, I but he also gave character... us some insightful moments. Like I think that yes. that's why people connect with the plays with squirrels thing. Yeah. Like that episode which is a lot of people forget that's like almost the end of the that's, show. That is. Yeah, cuz they're they're they hate each other. This was that that fucking that group of episodes is so weird. Like, yeah, it's like lose one friend, lose all friends, lose everything. Like, and that all stemmed from the prank war. The prank war episode is classic, though, until it gets too mean. It's so wild. But it's so good. When Eric's hiding inside a giant painting of American Gothic watching the situation, like, it's so, that's what I mean. Sneak attack. And that's the, is that the the bloopers during the credits where Eric has hidden himself in the couch? Yep. And they're like, you gotta get up. <laughs> yeah, there's just a lot oh, of good. God. I like that you can actually pinpoint. I, I when I was doing, I very briefly did a podcast called the Playing with Squirrels podcast, where I was watching and reviewing every episode of Boy Meets World, yeah. and I got to season two, and I was like, this is a, this is a lot of work with little reward, and I'm not like loving it the way I want it yeah. to. I just want to enjoy the show, but I was trying to track when when does the switch flip for Eric. For Eric. Yeah. And I think I remember that there's like an episode towards the very end of season two where he gets like struck by lightning or something. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm wondering if that's like low key the switch, because by season three, he's like full blown, like crazy, dumb Eric. I liked unemployed Eric. That would sit on the couch. The, well, I mean, but that's still dumb Eric to me. Because that that's when he's, Eric, he's yeah. imagining being the good looking guy, a superhero. Good Book looking him good guy. Looking. <laughs> 
Book em good when looking. a crime breaks out, all, all the, the cool girls, girls shout. There's for the good looking good guy. looking guy. I think that when there's a crime over there, of... he's gotta comb his hair because he's a good looking guy. <laughs> good looking guy. <laughs> this show is fucking phenomenal. I That's what I mean. I think world. the biggest memories that people have, like I think you can be nostalgic for season one because yeah. it's it's got a vibe. But when you're talking to people about Boy Meets World episodes, they're going to start remembering, they're going to start quoting and remembering like seasons three and beyond when it was just yeah. like off the fucking track crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like it's so fucking good. Like it was so strange. And this was a show in the DVD days yep. where I'm not sure if you re- followed any of this drama. When it first came out, we were getting like these yep. slipcover ones. And after season three, like that was the thing they were like, it's not selling well enough. Yeah. And so they stopped releasing them yep. right on season three, which was right before what was like the, the golden age. Like, yeah. So what ends up happening is it's like we had to wait like a decade a very for time. a different company to buy the rights. And mm-hmm. then they re-release the first three on DVD. Yep. Very quickly. In regular clamshell cases. Yeah. And then you get like the cover, like the, the classic Boy yeah. Meets Worlds, like on the DVDs. And these are like, it's kind of a bummer because these are completely stripped down. Like seasons yeah. one and two have like commentary tracks and shit on them. Mm-hmm. And those are like long gone. Similar thing happens with the Muppets. Yeah. Um, the Muppets is a five season show that we only ever got the first three seasons on DVD and the sales weren't impressive enough by season three, so they just stopped, which is like literally until Disney Plus put the Disney the Muppet show on, I never saw the season the four and five. Season like, four and five. Like I couldn't I couldn't find them anywhere. Um and I still hold out hope. Uh it happened like season four, there's like box art and special features mm-hmm. out there. Like it was produced similarly to the third and final season of Pete and Pete. Like yeah. The the actors who play Pete and Pete say all the time, like, there is literally a warehouse in New Jersey that is just filled with season three Pete and Pete DVDs that they just chose to not ship because they That's wild. They're like, it's gonna be cost us more money to ship these than what we'll make back on people buying them. And I'm like, then fucking throw them online yeah, somewhere say, so what people did can they just do. Did they just get, burn them? Like, no, he said they're just there. They're just like sitting in a warehouse, like collecting dust. Like I would still, it's like if you put them and say, hey, guess what? Order online, 20 bucks, we'll send you the third season of Pete and Pete. I would fucking order it in a second because that's another yeah. show that's not really streaming anywhere. No. Like, but anyway, my my point being, I enjoyed watching this. I had fun. I love Boy Meets World, and I can't wait for us to dive into some of these other Boy Meets World. Is it Christmas? Maybe it's Christmas. It's kind of Christmas. Ooh, that's really sad. That's an orphan child episodes. (laughs) God, I fucking love Boy Meets World. It's such a good show that I just, yeah, I need to watch this from the beginning. But not like an active watch, like a background watch. Just throw it on. Well, I love Boy Meets World. Dylan, you are you are absolutely the Sean to my Corey. Aww, I love being the Sean to your Corey. Whoa, oh, whoa, oh, oh, now we won't stop till the big ball drops on New Year's. Happy, happy, happy holiday, have a great, great, great holiday, have a merry, 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 happy holiday.
You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 